Okay, thanks, Howard. I'm Don, I'm an alcoholic, and uh, I suppose if there is an anniversary, this is the first anniversary of me having a go at being a host, and first uh, probably go at, at, at doing a chair at this time of the day, first time I've been to the three o'clock meeting. And uh, I didn't know who attended, or I didn't know anything about it, and I just tried not to think about it, because even though I'm quite a while around AA, I, I still get a bit nervous about doing a chair. I don't feel that I'm, um, you know, I suppose a public speaker or something. I'm more of a listener, and, uh, you know, um, I suppose sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I've been exposed as a, you know, as a, as 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 wanting in 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 some way, you know. But uh, I'm nevertheless I'm in I'm in a long time now. I suppose I've I've had my fortieth anniversary last year, and uh, you know I'm very grateful for that. Um, I hear a lot of exciting stories and all that, you know. And uh, I suppose I thought mine was pretty bad too when I came in, you know. But uh, I got into it when I was twenty six. And uh, I thought I was near the end at the time. I really didn't feel like going on. You know, things seemed felt so bad in my life at that time. But uh, I fairly rapidly discovered, you know, that things weren't so bad at all. Really, I still had an awful lot going for me. I was still young and uh, and compared to a lot of other people, although we don't compare, but uh, I, I, I had... I, I got away really light, you know, and I'm always grateful to AA for that... Um, for that little bit where they talk about raising the bottom to, to meet people where they, where they are rather than people having to go, go down, you know, and suffer suffer some more. So I was enabled really by the AA members I met, I was enabled really to, to see where I was going, to see where I was heading and to maybe look honestly at, at, at what my situation was, you know. And uh, another thing that happened for me when I came in, things rapidly got better for me. I remember at the time I had a... A fairly good relationship with a girl, but I had let her down several times and uh, we had even got engaged, but she had given me back the engagement ring. I used to think it was five times. She says three, but it felt like five times, you know, and uh, <clears throat> I had a sister that I was living with, an older sister that was kind of, I suppose she doubled as a mother a lot of the time for our family. And uh, she was 80 there a few weeks ago, but um I had been living with her and she came in one morning, gave me a cup of coffee and told me to get me stuff together and leave, that she couldn't have me living in her house anymore because of the way I was living and the way I was drinking, you know. And uh, I was in trouble at work and, you know, the usual. I was in trouble in every area of my life, really. And I found myself on my own, and it was like sink or swim. Um, I, I rapidly went downhill after my sister um, asked me to leave. And... Uh, she also had given me some AA numbers and the name of an AA member, and I had them in my in my in my wallet. And uh, I think after about maybe six weeks on my own, I, I ended up calling a, this AA member. And uh, I remember visiting a recovery center and talking to somebody there about my problems. And uh, he advised me to go to to an AA meeting. He was one of them brothers, like a monk, and uh, he talked to me for about an hour and. He would have been the first one that I ever admitted. You know, it was the first time and first person I'd ever admitted a chink in my armor or a chink or that I had a problem. Up to that, I denied it vehemently. You know, I would come up with every every reason under the sun except my drinking, you know, for my problems. And um, I understand that a bit better now because, you know, denial is a, a, is a protection 
it was protecting me. You know, I couldn't envisage a life really, you know, changing my life. What would happen if I stopped going to pubs and stopped meeting the people I knew and all that? You know, I couldn't. That was too much to to take on to take on at the time, you know. And I, I didn't do it until I absolutely had to. But like I said, things, uh, once I did come to air, things rapidly got better. I got myself a nice birthday. I got my girlfriend back. And um, we ended up getting married later that year, about nine months after I came into AA. I came into AA, no, not nine months. I came into AA on the last Wednesday in July in 1980. And we got married on the 1st of November. And uh, <clears throat> um, we had a, a, our first child the following the following May. So um, Donna, our daughter, will be 40 this year. And we're we're still together and we've we've, we've reared four children and they're all um they were all on a, on a, on, a, on a zoom call or not a zoom call like a family chat last night while i was in here in the room on an AA meeting and uh things are going quite well you know i have i have a life beyond my wildest dreams there's no doubt about it as long as you know, the wild is on the on the lower end of wild you know um, I have a, a, a quiet life, but it's a very sustainable life, you know. I have a, I have a house, a modest house, and a garden, and we have everything we need. Like you know, we have. Uh, I, I live twenty miles from the nearest town, out in the middle of farming country, land on one side and sea on the other. And uh, I've lived here now for almost forty years. I was born actually in the house that I'm sitting in now. I was born here. People were born in their houses that time. And uh, I was away for something like 30 years and came back again uh, in my early 30s. And I've earned a living around here as a, as a plumber, just working for, for, you know, a job and plumber, working for people, self-employed for, for a long time. So I got to know an awful lot of people and I got to know an awful lot of, uh, an awful lot of members, like most of the members um, in Bellinan, and Sligo and all the way up to the Midlands would have got me probably to do plumbing for them at some stage. So I've got to work in their houses and get to know them and get to know their wives and families and everything. And uh, it's been quite an experience, you know. It's been testing at times. It's, it was difficult work. And, you know, I was, I was always in some sort of bother or some sort of problems in front of me, you know, to solve. And life is a series of, you know, problems to be solved, really, and situations to get through. And uh, I, I had some great successes and I had some very problem times as well, you know. And uh, one of the things we done in, uh, through our sobriety is uh, we took care of my parents in their old age. And uh, my dad lived to be 82 and my mother lived to be 80. And my wife is a, was, was a very good carer for them, but she, she got on fantastic with me dad. He was a nice man. But she had a terrible time with my mother. My mother was kind of jealous of the relationship they had and... It was just, um, I won't go into it, but it wasn't very nice. But that particular bit of our lives culminated with my wife almost having a, a breakdown. And one day, you know, when we were fighting over something, she come and she said, if I didn't leave and take my mother with me, she was going to leave and take the children with her. And that was like, I think, 17 years into our, my sobriety. And uh, that that was the hardest thing I ever went through in my life because... You know, I I I I, uh, I didn't know how I'd solve it. I didn't know how I'd get over it. I I had to leave and I had to bring my mother with me. I did, and uh, I put the you know I suppose putting the children first, and I had to 
I had to find a way to solve it, and I, 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 I got help. I got help. I do say from three, from three, three, three people, three different women that helped me the most, and all three of them were called Anne. Anne. There was an Anne that lived near where I brought my mother to, uh, who had been a, who had been to ACOA. She had been, you know, in ACOA for a long time, so she know, knew a lot of stuff that I needed, that I needed fairly quickly, you know, to get some. I suppose some emotional strength of my own. I was I was flattened. I was on the floor really, and uh, I had to get some sort of emotional strength from somewhere. And she guided me through that a lot. And uh, there was another, and I, I started to go to Alanon for a time because my wife had been to Alanon earlier on in 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 our time, and you know she um she seemed to have all the support of her Alanon friends and what she was doing and all that and i i i couldn't understand that because i felt that you know that that it was wrong you know our relationship was pretty good i had a good relationship with the children great relationship with the children really and uh i used to you know take a good part in their in in, in family life even though i was busy at work uh one thing I'd done every night with them was I used to uh, lay down and read stories for them, you know, when they went to bed. And I've, I've traced that back to being, you know, being sent to bed on my own in a in a dark room myself. I don't think I ever wished that on any of the children. And I always went down with them and read stories to them. And that was a great time. They remember it today, to this day, you know, they still love that memory. And I couldn't do that during this period, you know, and I used to fucking cry myself to sleep, you know, and I could used to imagine them all lying in their beds at night and, you know, me remote, you know, 100 miles away from them. But I got all sorts of help and worked on it, and we got we got past it. My, my mother died soon after that, and my wife, you know, um, lifted the, the ban, and I come back to live at home. And um, it was on a different basis, though. You know, I had to change my ways considerably. And um, and we've we've gone on pretty good ever ever since that. You know, we've had a good relationship. We have a. We were looking the other day um, in a, in some cupboards, and we found a game that we bought for Christmas a few years ago, and it's called Family Arguments. And I think we bought it about five or six years ago. And we haven't had to open it yet. It's still it's still in its wrapper, not never opened. We've never we never needed it. But uh, <coughs> we're here on our own now, the two of us, and. Uh, I, we, we play cards, we play poker at night, uh, we, we take out the twos, threes, fours and fives out of the pack and then it's okay for two people to play and uh, we, we, it's interaction, we love it, we spend a couple of nights a week we have a game of Scrabble and uh, another couple of nights a week we watch something on TV like shows that we like on TV and we talk to the children every evening and uh, I'm I'm happy to see spring coming now it's lovely to see i'm really grateful that i'm still alive to see another spring appearing you know and uh, i've got various flowers that flower at different times and a couple of trees that flower at different times and they're all in bloom now they're nothing big or nothing showy but i know where they are and i know you know i know when the when they come out and it's one of my ambitions this year to try and watch the birds and see where there's a few nests because when i was a kid i used to always know where the birds nests were around here and there was an Elderly man lived up the road, and he he used to help me find them. And if they were too high for me to see into, he used to lift me up, and so I could see into the bird's nest. You know, that's a memory I have. And for quite a while, uh, I didn't know where there was any nest, but I know where there's two or three now. I'm watching the birds. I know where they're building them. 
So that's just something I'm doing. It's an odd pastime, but it's, it's, it's nice as well, though. It feels nice to, to do it again. Um, you know, that's, uh, I got me jab on Monday. I got me jab, the, the COVID jab, which I wasn't expecting. I, uh, I thought it would be another month or two before we got it, but I, I got a text on Sunday evening at 7.30, which I didn't see. But because I go to a meeting at nine o'clock on, on a Sunday night and come in and got my phone to hook up to the meeting, I saw I saw the text there, you know, only only for the meeting. I probably wouldn't have seen the text. And I would have got my jab on, 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 on Monday and um, people are talking about after effects from it. And uh, I went into it like I've never had much after effects from anything. So I went into it saying to myself, no, I probably won't have any after effects from this either. And uh, I... I um, I didn't. I got. I, I got it all right. Yesterday, I did feel a bit woozy and a little bit off, and I leaned against the wall, and I realised my arm was all really sore. With if I didn't lean against the wall, I probably wouldn't even have known it. And uh, I, uh, I, you know, I slept about three or four hours last night and woke up, and I had to get up for a while and uh, stay up, and then I went back to bed again. So I still, I have got a little bit of side effects from it, but not 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 too bad. But I'm I'm grateful to have got it now. Um, this has been an awful blast to the census, really, the last year. I think we're all kind of reeling from it and learning how to adapt to it and wondering how it's going to turn out, you know, and so on. And uh, it's it's a work in progress, isn't it? We're, we're, we're all, I guess, learning from each other. And, 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 and I'm kind of lucky that I'm remote, you know, pretty remote from it. But even though I'm remote, there's still uh, my cousin's, a cousin's wife got it up the road and she lives right as far as as you can go on on the road up near the mountain and she got it you know you, you would imagine a place like that would be the least likely place that one would get it but she does care home care job and she picked it up somewhere and she's very lucky that she survived it but uh, you know i don't know um my life, it, it would take me, you know, I don't know what's the most important or the least important. They were the biggish, they were the big things for me. They were the big, the hard things to get through. And um, I love my daily life here. It's not, it's not, it's not that exciting. There's no big stories. It's, it's one day after another, but it's, um, it, it's, it's real life. And I don't need to enhance it with drink or drugs or, something like that. I, I feel it's as good as it can be, just the way it is, without without trying to enhance it. Life wasn't good enough for me when I was young. I always wanted to be more exciting or better, or there had to be something extra. Uh, life life as it was wasn't enough. But today, today life is enough. You know, just nature and, and um, the ordinary things in life. Um, I try to keep my needs kind of manageable you know and keep my needs small because a person can be kind of wealthy through through a lack of needs more so than through having a lot of wealth or a lot of money and stuff like that you know um <clears throat> i've learned from a from a couple of members that we're very wealthy that it can be a hell of a burden to have too much stuff and that's that's an important lesson i learned in time because i was very ambitious to have a lot of stuff and i thought i could never be happy unless i'd done really well but I have discovered that I can be happy without, without, without really having to do all that well, you know. I, I'm going to leave it there, Howard. Thank you.